This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Asher Tolliver. This episode is going to be a little different in the sense we are live right now, day two. It's Saturday, the 12th. It's about 1045 in the morning, and we are at Squad Fest. Yesterday was absolutely awesome. You're going to hear from several guests during this episode. We're just going to kind of talk about the Squad Fest, predictions, what people think about the event, so on and so forth. My first guest, I am joined by Mr. Todd Copley. He judged our two-man meat duck contest, and we are kind of in a pinch for time. We're getting ready to start our meat duck contest. Todd, thank you for joining me, man. It's an honor to be here. I'm glad to be a part of this. It's it's amazing. I, I am shocked. I, I don't want to sound negative about it. And when we talked earlier today, um, I, uh, uh, I didn't dropping beers off to talk. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. I didn't want to offend you, but you know, when this first came about, I'm thinking, man, this is a, this is a tall order. This is kind of a, you know, I hope you're not biting off more than you can chew. And when I seen the turnout just Friday night for a couple hours, I think, Impressive is an understatement. Oh, absolute understatement. That. We yeah. appreciate that. This is what water the industry needed. Can you uh, can you just introduce yourself a little bit with your just kind of your background? Uh, you know, you've you've been in this game for a long time. You know how it goes. You know how it works. Uh, can you just just talk about your your background and calling, competition calling, judging, just hunting in general? Just 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 a quick little brief overview. Sure. Uh, again, my name is Todd Copley. I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I'm probably one of the older guys here now. It was it's kind of weird being one of the older ones instead of one of the, the normal crowd. But um, I've competed in uh, Main Street duck calling contest. My first contest at the world level was in 1995. Um, Dad got sick, took a few years off, started back up again in 1999, and I competed every year uh, down in Stuttgart through until 2010 and they made me stop then so but i've judged the world a couple times uh, i've been duck hunting like i'm 55 i've been duck hunting this will be my 40th duck season um i guided for a while and uh, you see a lot of transitions in in hunting situations but you see it it, it evolves to the to the contest level as well, sure, sure. and it's it's crazy from when I first started to what it is now in Main Street, as well as the meat style. Uh, it's completely different. I mean, well, evolution is good. Yes, sir. I know you're a very humble guy, and you know you don't want to brag or talk about yourself. But can you talk about some of your calling contest uh, accolades during your career? Sure. Um, I won the my first year in Stuttgart. I took fifth in the world um that was a shock that was the craziest thing ever um started back up again in 99 uh, in 2003 i was very fortunate and won the world championship um and then in 2010 every five years down in stuttgart they have a champion of champions contest and only past world champions are allowed to compete in that um if you win that you're you're retired uh and i've was very fortunate to win champion champions 2010. Amazing. So absolutely amazing. It was so, a good run. I was just starting to hit my stride too. Yeah, I, I know, speak, man. So it's like that's all right. Now, you know, you've calling contests, doing the whole gig. You've, you've 
been, I'm sure, to a million shows like sure. this. Um, I am not really have, – have not been into the calling contest scene. We were kind of talking earlier, and I said I don't – didn't really know what to expect. I don't know, honestly, what's a, what's a good show, what's not a good show, good turnout, bad turnout. Um, how does this one stack up? I mean, what do you think, man? You know, I don't know how to put this into words. I mean, looking around the area where we're at, where we're at I mean, we're kind of – we can see most of it, not all of it, but you can't not look in a direction and see somebody either listening to a contest, walking around, looking at merchandise. Um, you know, this is for a first year. This is like seven or eight years, ago, maybe ten years. I mean, it's this is there's contests have been going on for a long time, a long time that don't have things like this. It's, I mean. Um, for as long as I've been around in this stuff, this is this is amazing. This is just just unbelievable. It's awesome, Todd. It sure means a lot. We uh, we so much appreciate you giving us your time to judge these contests, Todd. He's getting ready to uh, he's going to judge our uh, novice meat duck contest. I don't know. Are, are you doing the the professional level meat duck contest later? I'm going to judge that. You I'm are. So it. he's he's with us, man. He's uh, He's all in. He's helping us out a ton along with our other judges. And having a guy like this with this kind of experience and this kind of resume for our first one, it means so much. It brings so much credibility to this event. Um, You know, you guys have the respect of all these callers. They know who you are. And uh, we just just greatly appreciate it. I know we got a – it looks like our novice goose. Man, this thing ended up going a lot longer than we expected this morning. We had more callers. But they're in the last round, and they – they, uh, I think they're on their fourth or fifth caller, and then we're going to announce some winners, and then we're going to we're going to crank up the uh, novice meat dub, and uh, Todd's going to be behind the curtain for that one. But Todd, thank you so much again. We appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to see what the rest of the day holds. It's only eleven o'clock, ten till eleven actually. So uh, I think we got some good stuff in store. Oh man, do you have amazing. any? You know, being a judge, you're not, you know, you're judging the, the duck, so I won't ask for a prediction, but. Uh, Open Goose, the the big contest. Do you have any predictions on uh, who's going to take that thing, or maybe even top three? Or- I I wouldn't even know where to start to predict that. Just the level of competition that is here is. I mean, I, I look in the crowd that I can see from where I'm at, and I mean there are world class callers here, and it's a thousand degrees, <laughs> zero wind. Um, I'm pretty sure I seen a couple little kids burst into flames a little while ago. So hot, but there are people standing out here that can't wait to get up on stage. This is, I wish I could, I wish I could say, yes, these three guys are going to be it, but I could flip a coin and a hundred times. There's going to be three different guys every time. Yes, it's just a great level of competition here. Well, Todd, thank you so much. Again, Absolutely. we appreciate it. We'll be, uh, we chatting and hanging out today. Looking forward to it. Okay, sir. All right, we are back here from Squad Fest, and I am joined now by Devlin Hodges and Trevor Shanahan. And uh, we're just going to just shoot the bull for a minute, talk about the event this evening, some of the stuff we got coming up, and uh, some predictions. Guys, what's up? How's it going? What's going on? What's going, man? What uh, what do you guys think about everything so far? This is our first one. Uh, this is a new experience, definitely, from us at Dive Bomb. You know, you guys... You, uh, you've been involved in the scene for a long time. Y'all know the deal. You know how it goes. So, uh, you know, I, I don't really have a gauge. I was talking to Todd Copley. We talked about it on here. I don't really have a gauge for a 
good show, not a good show, well-run show, organized this, that. Uh, what do you guys think? Man, honestly, dude, it, it's awesome to see a bunch of people kind of back together, you know, in the waterfowl, duck calling community, uh, just with everything, you know, that happened last year, COVID, and all this stuff being, like, basically canceled. I mean, I know, what, Easton was canceled last year, Stuttgart was canceled, so, like, there was no, like, duck calling festival, and then, obviously, this is more than just duck calling, you got all these different people here, uh, seven booths, and it's just a cool hangout, and, man, like, for the first year, at least for me, like, as an outsider looking in, I mean, dude, kind of blown away, there's a lot of people. Um, obviously, y'all, after after it's all done, y'all know what y'all do different and what y'all can add on to do this for the first year, just the first, like, really the first probably duck calling and kind of waterfowl event since COVID. I mean, dude, it's awesome to see all these people here. And I'll say this, I mean, there's 30 people, 30 kids, or 30 novice blowers in a duck calling and a goose calling. I mean, just when you think duck calling is kind of going downhill, then bam, you got 30 guys blowing in novice. So it's a, uh, it's a good it's a good look for the future. For sure. I've, I've talked to about it with Trevor quite a lot. You know, he kind of knows that I don't – this is kind of out of my lane, you know, and I've, I know Trevor's been into it a while. You know, we talked, we've sent some messages back and forth, social media, Facebook, and asking about some different things here and there, some different questions, trying to get, you know, a better feel for this community, calling topic. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I knew it was going to be a good turnout just because you guys kill it in the marketing department. Um, you guys are probably top of the game, honestly, in, in the way that you market and, and uh, you know, really interact with your customers and, and, and client base. And so I knew it was going to be good, but then just the turnout yesterday and then even more today, it's it's exceeded what I, I you know, what I thought it was going to be. Like, I, I thought it was going to be big, and, and it's been even bigger than I could have thought it was going to be. And then, it's like Devin said, the turnout, 30 novice callers. If we can just – if we can retain most of those guys and have them continue, keep getting better and whatnot. And I think and I think that comes in part with the, with the meat side of it too. Um, it's, it's more approachable for – the average hunter, it's like, hey, I can I can blow a, a duck call out hunting. I can blow in a meat contest or a lot or even a live duck, you know. Um, which I know you don't have any of those this week, but a live duck or a meat contest, yeah, I can do that. I can sound like ducks. Um, where the main street's a little more niche and you know showing control, more playing a musical instrument. I think you guys did really good making it meat contest. Um, the payouts are great. That you know, especially like that two man trip to Alaska. That's pretty awesome. Like you know, for that uh, you know, for the two man duck last night. So I know Corey and Jody are gonna be excited about that. So um, that I, I I knew it was gonna be good, and it's been everything that I thought it was gonna be and better. Cool, we appreciate that. And you know, kind of going back to what Devlin said, dude. Just first big event since COVID. Last year was a weird year for everybody. Man, just seeing people without a mask on their face, yeah. smiling faces, saying what's up to people. Giving hugs, bro hugs, whatever it may be, uh, just kind of getting back in the swing of feeling like real life again, dude. It's just been nice. And then people that I felt like I've known for quite a long time, maybe people I've been doing stuff, you know, off and on with Dive Bomb for five, six, seven years, that I feel like I know them and I've never met them in person, ever. And then you meet them and you're like, what's up, bro? Like, you're 
it's like you're already boys and you've never, literally never even shook hands. And that's, I think that's what's one of the coolest things about this is it's not getting to the fall, showing up, hunting a blind with somebody, but like kind of just seeing somebody in their own, just uh, casually, you know, not, not hunting, not guiding, not outfitting, but man, just hanging out being a part of the crowd, having I mean, you guys are hanging out, drinking some beers, we're having a good time. And, you know, Trevor, he's, he's going to be blowing in the uh, the open here in a little while. And, uh, man, we're just cutting loose. I mean, there's a lot on the line. It's going to be fun, but everybody's cool. You know, we're going to have a good time. It's uh, It's been a great turnout. So with that said, uh, you know, we got some big ones coming up this evening. You know, we got a, we got a novice duck going right now, which is awesome. We spoke about it, and we'll find out who uh, – you know, one that one here in a little while. It's taken a bit to get through, but uh, we got the uh, the big dogs, duck and goose, coming up with uh, you know the guys that are some of the best in the world that are blowing. Uh, Devlin, I'll start with you. We'll, we'll start with the duck. Uh, got any predictions, man, on, on uh, this evening and who's who's going to be taking some uh, money home with them and maybe who's going to be the top dog of the squad pass? I I don't know who's going to win. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say there's gonna be an upset because I feel like a lot of people think that Corey Nichols better win. And very good duck caller, this win. So anyways, Corey Nichols, he's probably the fan favorite. But I'm gonna say somebody, somebody in the crowd today is gonna upset him. Okay. What do you think, Trevor? I mean, I'm just going with the betting favorite. I got, I got Corey winning. Um, okay, who do you guys see behind? So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll be Corey. Colby, Benjamin, Mike Benjamin, Domingo. me, and Domingo. I think that was my top five. I think it was Corey, Colby, Mike Benjamin, me, and then Domingo is what I would have top five for the duck. And I think that duck's going to be probably the biggest meat duck that we've seen in, in quite, quite some time. Because I think you're going to have some guys come out of the novice and blow in it too. And then I've seen a lot of a lot of duck callers. I mean, it's going to be outside of Seth Fields, all you know, all the heavy hitters and meat calling are here. So, all right, what? Uh, let's talk about goose. What do you guys think? I, I, I don't know the first thing about a goose calling contest. I've never heard one, never been to one, but. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with either Robbie Iverson, Trevor Shanahan, and then I don't know who else blows with who's calling that. Those are my, my top two. I'm gonna I gonna say Robbie's the, probably the overwhelming favorite to win. I mean, I think that's who everybody thinks is going to win. Is, is, uh, is Hunter Brown going to blow? Yeah. I talked to Hunter. And he Someone said he, said he is. Yeah, I talked to him just a little bit ago, so he's gonna be in there. Uh, you know, I I always put money on it. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have any stake in it. I just love, I just want to see a good contest. Everybody come out, put on the show, make this thing hard on the judges. But if I had money riding on it, I'd probably say Robbie's gonna win. I think Trevor, he's gonna be in the mix. You know, always are. Uh, you know, I think Mike Benjamin's gonna be right there. Uh, Hunter Grounds, you know, he's, he's, he's Hunter Grounds. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I got my money on Robbie to win, Mike Benjamin for second, Hunter third, if I can get through a routine, me fourth. <laughs> so uh, I'm calling myself a fourth in both contests. And then, uh, honestly, I don't really know who else, who all else is here in the goose. Um, I know, like, my prediction or whatever I said, uh, DP, but I don't think he's here. Um, I haven't seen him at least. Um, so, maybe you could have someone like Cody Taylor, Luke White, um, you know, some of these young guys that have probably been putting in the work over COVID because 
they haven't been, you know, grinding at work for like a time, you know, trying to make money <laughs> during the pandemic, like like some of us have, and you know, where we were putting our focus on other things. They, you know, these young guys don't really have anything to put you know, to take their focus off of it. They put a lot of work in. I know, I know both of them. Last time I heard them two years ago, we're, well, a year and a half ago, were sounding really good. So if they continue to put the work in. I'm sure they could uh, they can come in that top five for sure. Um, and then it just depends with Hunter. He's got nothing left to prove, nothing left to win. So it just depends what mood he's in and whether he's been put in the work. Because if Classic Hunter shows up, it doesn't matter. We're all out for second. But you know, it's classic. Hunter doesn't show up too much until you know he gets a fire lit under his ass. Usually by me talking shit or something. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't like something I say. Yeah. talking shit. He, he doesn't no, like something that, I say. That, that, he gets that, a that, fire, that, fire that, under that, his ass, and then he comes out and wins two or two or three big contests in a row. But um, now he's if classic Hunter shows up, he's a, he's the best. He's the best goose caller to ever touch a short read. Hands down, nobody's even close. So if Classic Hunter shows up, like 07, 09, you know, that little, like 06 through 2010, that that four-year stretch, if, if that Hunter shows up, none of us can touch him. At least we shouldn't be able to. If the judges are doing their job right, we shouldn't be able to touch him. Well, guys, they, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I made that thing on Facebook before I let you go. I was saying pick the top five, and it really wasn't meant to for anybody to win. It was just kind of a fun thing to get people fired up for the contest. And people was like, oh, this is a stupid contest. Like, you can never predict that. That's like predicting NCAA March Madness. And I'm like, well, no, it's really not. I mean, it in a way it could be, but it's like you're – Robbie Iverson isn't getting upset by somebody that it's not a one seed. I mean, Robbie Iverson's not getting upset upset by somebody that paid the that donated the hundred dollar entry fee. That's with, not going to make it out with first the round. judges I mean, that you have. No, it's I mean, happened. They, I'm sure it has. I mean, but it, it happens all like, the time. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. Nobody's going to come close. And I was like, man, I think somebody's going to nail one of them. I, no, no, both of them probably won't get nailed. That's what I said. There's and the only reason is because, and we don't know who was going to come or yep. not going to come. Because if somebody nails it yeah. and somebody's not here, but how many people signed that right now for the uh, Man, open book? Honestly, I'm not even sure. Well, I haven't even signed up yet. I don't think Corey has. I don't know. Open book. We'll have like almost forty. It'll have probably at least 30. See, this is my inexperience in this stuff, but in my mind, I thought, which, you know, we kind of talked about it, like, Doug, more people have a chance to come out and maybe upset someone because it's not quite as technical, but in my mind, I was like, man, nobody's going to donate their 100 bucks if they know there's only... 10 or 12 guys that have a chance to yeah. win this thing or place in the top five. But I guess Duck is more, it's it's easier. And, and I think, yeah, hashtag Duck on's easy. Uh, <laughs> that's for John Walls right there. <laughs> um, no, so I think you're going to retain 10 to 15 of your novice callers. Probably your top 10, you might retain them. And then there's probably 15 to 20 of us. Um, that can't call the novice that came here for the open. Right. So I think it'll be around 30, somewhere around 30. In between 30 and 40 is what I would expect. Um, and I could be completely wrong, too. But I think, like I said, I think this is going to be the biggest meat contest in a while. You know? And to, to me and for anybody that like, listens to this, like, 
if you're like seriously trying to get into like the whole duck calling contest and everything, like when you're new at it, I mean, you, to me, you need to sacrifice, you know, fifty hundred dollars and blow in more contests because that's what's going to make you better and you're going to get more comfortable. So, you know, hopefully, a lot of these guys are novice that you know if they feel good about what they did and they want to continue. You know, hopefully that they jump into the open. You know, knowing hey, it's going to be tough, but just to kind of build that confidence and, you know, that whole stage fright that sure. you know, I remember, you know, a lot of contest callers have at an early on, you know, you get nervous out there because, I mean, granted, most of the guys out there in this, that are watching, they don't know what a mess up is, but you still have that nervous feeling. So, you know, hopefully a lot of them guys and, you know, people that are trying to become duck callers and duck caller, you know, calling a contest, you know, they, they continue and, they call, they call in any contest no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I had I had that exact same conversation with somebody yesterday, and it's like, look, I don't get nervous, but if you have, if, you know, personality-wise, like, if you get nervous up there, you know, the only way to get over it is to do it. So you got to donate your money, get your butt kicked. And honestly, typically you're going to get better judges in the open um, than the knowledge. Now, you've had good judges for all of them here. But getting notes from those good judges on how to get better um, when you're first starting out, or even if you're getting good and but just not to that top level, the only way to get to that top level is to get feedback from people who know what they're talking about and and you know have judged or have done it at the top level. So the, and really the only way to do that is to pay your entry fee and get up there. It's like sports, bro. You don't getting where just beating up on people that you're better than man when you challenge yourself you start playing and work against people that can that can hang with you that's when you get better you go out there and get your ass kicked i mean you didn't you like i mean you're an athlete you know how that goes you don't you don't grow as an athlete when you're just flipping up and dominating everybody you got to put yourself out there maybe play up play at a more advanced level and that's basically in a nutshell what you guys are saying you got to you're donating your money donate your money get out there with the big dog sit with them hang with them get up there and it's going to make you better later down the road maybe you do have a chance to win some money absolutely yeah. well fellas this has been fun appreciate you guys coming out uh, we're going to have some fun maybe we'll have, have some fun tonight later on when this thing wraps up absolutely. you guys don't like any fun dude nah man I, I had enough fun last night that's what I heard I'm going to take it easy tonight hey shout out to you and Bob Ball for having this I mean seriously yep. awesome event man first event back I imagine y'all got big plans already for next year. It's gonna be exciting just to watch you know squad fest grow and expand each year. So I know, I know I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate you guys' support, coming out, hanging out with us, showing your face. It helps you align yourself with good people, competitive, talented people. It uh, just makes makes the things that much better. If you had a bunch of guys that were kind of low level, nobody knew who they were. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's great. Everybody's got to start somewhere. But, man, if you can be pushed by guys that's been in, doing this thing and they know how it goes, it uh, just makes us that much better. So uh, the support we've gotten from guys that are proven in this uh, you know, contest calling world has, has been pretty awesome. And uh, appreciate you guys coming out. Thanks for joining me. And uh, we'll have some fun today. Appreciate it. Good job, fellas. Thanks for having us. It is almost 5 o'clock now, uh, Squad Fest. It's been an incredible day today. We're getting ready to kick off the uh, Open Goose. Um, but within the last hour, hour and a half, we uh, crowned our Open Meat Duck winner. But it's kind of crazy how this whole thing happened. Right now, I'm joined by Tyler Heaton. He's with CNS Custom Calls. And uh, by 
now you guys have listened to this. You've seen the results. And Tyler came out in our novice duck, our novice meat duck, and won this morning. Then he comes back, turns around, gets in the open meat duck with, you know, some of the best callers on the planet, and he wins again. He sweeps the duck calling contest at the first ever dive bomb squad fest. He's joining me right now. Tyler, what's up, man? What's up, Asher? It's uh, it's awesome to be here, man. I was just excited to come down and be a, a part of Squad Fest. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've had contests and waterfall shows, so just to come down and be here was amazing. And you know, I've been practicing routines and trying to get ready for this, and just wanted to do my best. I mean, I I just wanted to go up there and blow clean and see where I fell. And the fact that it ended up the way it did is just, I'm absolutely blown away. Can you let's let's just go back and talk about it a little bit. So you came in, you uh, you were able to enter the novice meat duck contest because yes. you haven't previously won one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've I've been contest calling. I really kind of started back in about 2016. Um, you know where I'm at. I'm from Muskegon, Michigan. You know we're we're seven hours from here. We're that much, if not more, for most big contests. So. It's just tough to travel, you know. That's kind of what held me back from trying more. But I've blown in a couple meat ducks and, you know, never won. You know, I'd place okay. And um, so, yeah, I was able to, to call in the novice because I'd never won anyone previously. So let's start it out this morning. Uh, how'd you feel going into the, to the first one? Felt good. Um, we blew in the two-man last night, me and my good buddy Matt Rustad that works for CNS. And, um our first routine was great, and then the second routine, I had a big squeak, um, and that knocked us out of the top five. Um, and I was blowing the same call that I blew today, and I was debating picking up a different call because I, you know, I airlocked it, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to overblow this call tomorrow. Like, I was kind of on the fence whether to blow it, and then I'm just like, you know what, I'm here. It's my call that I've blown forever. I'm like, I'm just going to send it. And, um, yeah, I felt good going in the novice. You know, I had confidence just because I've, you know, been at least doing contests for a couple years. So I I was not expecting to win, but I was hoping to, you know, at least be up there with the top, you know, top five or hopefully. And then blew three clean and um, ended up winning the novice, which, I mean, I was psyched. I was I was honestly more nervous for the novice because I'm like, all right, I stand a chance to win this one. Yeah. The open, I planned on calling in it, but I was like, hey, I'm calling against the best, so I'm just going to go out in the open and send it and just, you know, hope hope that it pans out, but um, the novice, I was, I was more nervous because I'm like, all right, I have to stand a chance to win this one, so I was uh, I was, I was stoked to win it, though, for sure. Yeah, so you win the novice contest, you win $1,000. Did you think about uh, the bobble from last night? Was that in your head? at all today uh did you think about that at all going into it is it just one of those things you know what happened we're moving on from it and uh, we're just going to go out there and give it all we got is that something did did you think about that did it did it get in your head at all or anything or um yes and no um i basically said before uh before i went up there i went and blew two routines behind the building and they were both clean I didn't have any um, bottles. I didn't squeak the call at all. And I'm like, all right, it's, it's ready to roll. It was just, I think last night, you know, we've been on the CNS booth and uh, like everybody's seen that's been here, it's way bigger than anyone was expecting. 
you know, um, it was pretty much nonstop from the time we got here yesterday, early afternoon, until the contest. So I think that was the biggest factor in the um, two-man of the mistake is it was just a long, hot day with a lot going on. And um, so with this one, got a good night's sleep last night, and just, uh, you know, it was game time. I definitely thought about it up there, but I just kind of had to slow it down. That two-man also was the first contest that any of us have learned in, in a year and a half, you know, two years. So, you know, I got that out of the way, made the mistake, and then I was just up there today, kind of calmed the nerves a little bit and was ready to just blow clean. And that's, you know, that's what happened. So so you win the novice, you turn around, you get in our open, and you win that one. That, uh, you know, I've we sit down on the podcast, and we, we've had a couple other guests today. We're going to run this all into one episode. But I think the common theme was, for the most part, you know, Corey Nickham's the favorite. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, due to his accomplishments and his resume. Yep. And uh, we get down to the end. Well, before we go that far, let's go back to the first round of the Open. Did you... Did you feel like it was exactly the same as you were blowing in the novice? Do you feel like it was better? Do you feel like it was a lot better? Just can you talk about that? Um, it was. I think. I think my routines pretty much stayed the same. Um, I did talk to the judges, at least a couple of the judges after the novice, and just wanted a quick like, "What did you guys like? What didn't you like?" type thing um, to see if there was something I could maybe do a little different in the open. Um, and really, the only consensus was that I was a little quiet the novice, so they said, face the judges more. So in the open, I you can watch the video. In the novice, I'm going away from the judges. In the open, I'm going towards the judges. So that was the, the biggest change that I made. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think the pressure was off more on me in the open because I didn't, I didn't have any, you know, preconceived thoughts about making it as far as I did, let alone, you know what I mean? So... I think I my, I was more relaxed in the open. I just my goal going into this weekend was to place high in the novice, hopefully win, and then make the second round in the open. If I made it past the first cut, I was psyched. I was very happy with the turnout, you know. So once that happened, once I blew clean, made the second cut, I was I was happy from that, you know. Okay. So let's fast forward to round three. Um, at this point, you say okay. I got a chance to win some money. Yeah. Um, so you're sitting up there. Where did you blow in the last round? Um, third round, I want to say I blew second. Okay. Um, and I was behind Corey. Because I remember, yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, Corey blew first in the third round, and then I blew second because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to follow Corey. Like, you know, because everybody, you know, that's not familiar with contest calling, like, you know, when you follow someone that's really good, you have to be on your game because they just heard the best. So, you know, you have to follow it up with the best or, you know, as good if you want to get a decent score. So when I saw I had to follow Corey, I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, like I'm probably going to not score as high. Um, and then after the third round was done, um, they came in and said there was a tie and they said it was me and Corey. And I'm like, holy crap. Like the fact that no matter if I was on and Corey was off, or regardless that I was tied with Corey Nickham, who's arguably the best meat nothing to follow of all time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought so. Corey, you asked Corey, and he's like, oh, oh but yeah, I, I was like fourth place. Yeah, like, you know, he, he thought, uh, you know, someone else was going to win. And so I'm like, hey, 
even if I can make top five here and win some more money, sweet. Like, just, I said, you know, earlier, the fact that I'm up here with these guys is just amazing to me. Like, I've, you know, I've, I've been, I started really getting the calling back when I was in high school, back around, like, 2011. And, you know, at that time, you know, Meat Duck wasn't as big. Um, I'd say, you know, probably in the last, like, five, six years, Meat Duck's got bigger. You know, and, and guys, obviously, like, Corey, Trevor, you know, um, Kobe Stillwell, Mike Benjamin, you know, all those guys have been doing it a while. And they're guys that I look up to, you know. Um, with social media, it's been awesome because I've been able to reach out to those guys, um, you know, and it's that's helped my routine, I think, a lot, you know, being able to just have that open communication with them and tweak it and try to perfect, you know, my stuff and, you know, get honest feedback from top guys has been, you know, really helpful to me. So just that I was up there with those guys in the final round was amazing. And then once they started calling off names, it was like... Was there any thought that when you went to blow in the tiebreaker that that was to take the whole thing? I didn't try to think about it. I mean, the thought crossed my mind, but, you know, I honestly know, you know, I thought that Corey didn't score as high as he should have, you know, or, you know, for some reason we were down around fifth or something. So it, that was my honest thought. And I was like, Hey, even if I, that's how it sends up amazing. Like I said, I just want to make second round in the open. So I, I tried not to think about that. Um, I, when I went up there for the tiebreaker, I was nervous. I drew the bullet. So in a tiebreaker, you know, it's just me and Corey. So, you know, you draw chips, one guy's going first, one guy's still in second. Well, I drew the bullet. If you look at historically in tiebreakers, normally the guy that calls second wins the tiebreaker, just more odds. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's just it's just the way it goes. The judges, it's the last routine they hear. So, you know, it normally scores higher. Um, so I just, at that point, I was excited to be up there. I was excited to be calling against them. So I kind of, again, tried to just let it all hang out and just try to go clean. And that's, that's pretty much what happened. So. That is awesome. So ultimately, you you blow the tiebreaker. They bring you guys out on stage. And you start hearing the names come up. So what they called Mike Benjamin's name first. Yep. For yep. Fifth. And then they called Corby Stillwell's name for fourth. Is that accurate? Uh, Daniel Alt, I believe. Alt I think Corby got third. Okay, yeah. So which 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 Corey was thinking that Corby won. You know, that's what he was kind of, that was kind of the talk back there because Kobe was on fire, you know. Um, so, yeah, when, and the thing was, too, that, you know, they were paying out five while well, they, they brought back six for the third round because there was a tie somewhere in there. I didn't see the score sheet yet, but so we knew, okay, all of us but one of us are getting money. Right. Well, then when Corey and I had the tiebreaker and they, if they would have called Corey or myself for fifth, like, we would have known, like, okay, the tie was for fourth or fifth, you know, but. When they called Mike, I knew then that we were at least, like, fourth or better. So, I'm like, whoa, okay. And, yeah, at, at that point, it was just – they started calling off names. It got to me and Corey. I was – you know, I was uh, – I, I, I just couldn't believe that I was right up there with him. So, uh, yeah. So, then it comes down to it. You got the last ones. Colby got called out, and then – you get announced as a winner. What's your, what's your thought right there? Uh, I mean, honestly, man, like it, 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 it kind of choked me up. Uh, you know, if I'm being completely honest, you know, I kind of, I kind of had to keep it together just because, you know, I've always wanted to be here. You know, ever since I got into, the, I mean, 
I started contest calling, you know, years ago just because I love waterfall hunting. And I think like most guys, you know, it's kind of, you just want to keep this thing going and, and, you know, keep, keep, keep waterfall season going. So that's why you get into contest calling. And ever since I started, you know, just the dream of like being up at the top has just been like, it's been a dream and to, to do it, you know, here, it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, I, uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, straight up, I, I just was in kind of shock. Um, you know, I don't know what else to say, man. It was just, uh, was not expecting it at all. You know, I had confidence in my calling. I blew clean. I did the best I could do, and that's all I can do. It's all anybody can do. Um, but the fact that it was received the way it was um, is just, uh, it's awesome. I, I can't. I can't express it. <laughs> awesome, man. That is that is too cool. Now, this is the first one of these we've ever done. Just as a caller, you're helping out with the booth. What do you think about Squad Fest? First one. I mean, what are your yeah. what are your thoughts when leaving this thing? You I know, mean, we're, after this big one, we've got a couple of juniors, but um, you know, after today, as we move forward, um, you know, is it encouraging seeing? the turnout, seeing the number of participants in these contests that we've had today. Is that encouraging to contest calling, which is, let's be honest, it's been on the decline, and and COVID sure as heck didn't help it. You know, Um, you you say that, but I think that at the end of the day, COVID did help it, Um, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Kyle Jones right here. Um, I talked to a lot of guys today that it was their first contest, technically their first contest they've ever been to. The first ever contest is they blew in the online contest on Facebook with that Kyle put on. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that what that did is it guys that, you know, didn't want to risk the money to drive, you know, they didn't want to, you know, risk the money for their, you know, um, entry fees. It let them at least get a taste of it for free, you know, at a small price. And I think that that, uh, that turned guys on to it. So I think in that way, COVID helped contest calling. And I think that, you know, this is the first event that we've had since COVID. You know, it's been a year and a half since any other contest or waterfall event. So this was the test. And, I mean, I think I speak for pretty much anyone here that it exceeded everybody's expectations as far as people here just in general, um, the contests, you know, how many competitors we had. You know, in the novice and the open, we had, like, 25 to 30 callers. You don't see that anywhere anymore. You know, like... I've, most of the contests I go to, you know, which I'm from Michigan, you know, it's not a, a big contest area, but, you know, you're, you're psyched if you get, like, seven, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it was awesome that all the big names came out, um, you know, or a lot of the big names came out. Um, and I just, for Dive Bomb, you know, the Squad Fest moving forward, I just want to see it keep growing. You know, this was, everyone I talked to had a great time this weekend. You know, it was fun. And... You know, I just, I hope it keeps going. Um, you know, I, Dive Bomb has done awesome things for the sport as far as, you know, contributing to other contests and, you know, and putting on this big event. Like, it's just nice that a company, you know, is giving back like you guys are doing. It's uh, it's awesome. And, you know, I wish that more companies did because I, for a while they did, you know, back in the, the early 2000s, that was kind of the deal. And then it, it's kind of went away, so I'm hoping that this jump starts it, and you know other contests and everything will kind of follow. So, well, Tyler, thank you for uh, taking your time and coming talk to me. Thank you guys for 
not just the support, getting a booth at the first one of these, not yeah, really knowing what to expect coming into it, uh, but coming out here, participating, and you brought the noise, brother. I mean, yeah. you made it happen. You came out, you swept both contests, taking home a good amount of money. you got to be feeling good, especially about yourself moving forward, and uh, we're happy for you, man. Congratulations. Awesome. Thanks, right, Thank you, buddy. All right, we are back. It is 7 o'clock, and uh, other than the couple junior goose contests, uh, actually, we got a junior goose, junior duck going on, but uh, all the big ones have wrapped up, and I am joined right now by the winner of our open goose contest. My pick on Facebook, I was right, everybody can go back and see it, Mr. Robbie Iverson. Robbie, congratulations, man. Thanks, Ashley, I appreciate it. Dude, that uh, you guys put on a show. You really did. We uh, we had a heck of a crowd, and they, they uh, you guys brought the heat, man. I mean, it was it was absolutely incredible. Uh, you going one, Trevor Shanahan going two, Hunter Grounds going three. Uh, that was that was awesome, and uh, we appreciate you coming and being a part of our. You know, this is our first ever dive bomb squad fest. And uh, the caliber of talent we had out here is absolutely top notch, and uh, it's just awesome, man. What do you, how, how you feel, man? I mean, you got five grand. I mean, you're, you're five grand richer right now. Well, it feels good after having a repair a truck last week, so that's good. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I understand, man. So let's just take it back real fast. So leading up to this thing, when we announced it, you know, we said we're going to have, um, you know, it was going to have a good purse to it. And uh, it was going to be the first major event since COVID. You know, we, we were kind of worried. Things were stalling for a while with the city, and we were kind of sweating it because we had planned it, and then this COVID wasn't going away. And this is the first event. Uh, it just feels like normal life again. I have not seen a mask for two days here, which is absolutely awesome. And uh, so, you, you you know, we, you saw we advertised this event when we first put it out there. I mean, did you know right out of the gate that you were going to gonna blow in it? or? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's been so long since we got to see any friends or anything like that and just be able to put on an event that you guys, I mean, knocked it out of the park, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody had any doubt that they were going to come down here and compete with us or even just come hang out and have a good time. Absolutely. So you're going to compete. And so leading up to it, have you, I mean, have you been putting in much time practice? How much time have you put in, I guess, compared to, let's say, uh, the Worlds in the past? Well, the older I've gotten, the less practice I've done. But uh, I let my buddy Mike Benjamin borrow my call in Burlington, and he's had it since that last contest. So I got it about three weeks ago, shipped it to me. Blew it a little bit that day. I got it back and then set it back down. And honestly, yesterday was the most I messed with it. And I was getting kind of worried because I was running out of breath a little bit. But once you get on that stage, you get adrenaline going and completely different ball game at that point. What uh, what what is the exact call that you're blowing? Um, it's technically my own, but it's a G overhauler barrel with a super mag insert. Okay, I got you. So. We're here, we're at the contest, and um, let's just take it back to the, you know, the first round. Uh, how'd you feel about the way you came out of the gate, the way you started out this contest? I, mean, I was happy I made it through the routine really good. Um, I didn't really run out of breath at all, and uh, I went back to the bullpen and 
some of the guys are just looking at me. They just, you know, you get that look from some people. They're like, okay, yeah, you nailed that. And I was like, okay, well, at least I'm not the only one. So that felt really good to get that first one out of the way and just know that I've got enough air to do whatever I need to do up there. Right. So did you feel equally as good about the second round? Yeah. I mean, they all felt really good to me. I mean, I didn't think anything in my head that stood out to where I would get deducted for anything. It just kind of felt like a matter of whether the judges liked it or not. Right. So, you know, we, we're we down to six. They bring you guys all out on stage, and they start with uh, fifth. And who, who was it that ended up taking fifth? Can you please remind me again? Was it Cody? Justin Easton. Okay, Justin Easton took fifth, and then Cody Taylor took fourth? Uh, no. Uh, Luke White. Luke White. Luke White. Okay, so... Luke White takes fourth. They've announced two. That leaves Hunter Grounds, yourself, Trevor Shanahan, Joe Hines. So then they announce Hunter. And then they announce Trevor Shanahan as second. So at that point, did you know that you had won? I felt pretty good about it. But, I mean, you never do know. I mean, I've been in situations where it's gone the other way. Um, but I felt pretty confident about it at that point. But, yeah. Man, uh, that was awesome, man. That was fun to watch. It was an absolute blast. You know, I, I, everybody that's been on with me today, um, they've they've been around the contest. They've been around the scene. Um what do you think about Squad Fest? I mean, how, where, how does it stack up against other contests that you've been to, other good contests? I'd say in the last, I don't know how many years, it's, it's right up there with any of the other big ones, to be honest with you. I haven't seen a crowd like this for a contest. I mean, obviously, they're here for the vendors and everything, too, but you go to other shows, and you'll have huge crowds. They're all at the vendors or inside the store. But I haven't seen a tent this full of people actually watching the contest in a very, very long time. Well, Robbie, man, we uh, we appreciate you coming out. Like I said at the beginning, you were my pick to win the thing. And uh, you uh, you went out there three rounds, did your thing, blew clean, did what, did what you do, did what you're known for, and uh, taking on $5,000. So... Absolutely awesome. Congratulations. Thanks for taking a little time to hop on here with me. Thank you all uh, for listening. That's going to wrap up this episode. Um, if you made it here to Squad Fest, we sure appreciate you coming out uh, with the success and as much fun as everybody had here. I can't imagine this is this is going to be uh, the last one. I'm pretty sure this is going to turn into an annual thing. So uh, make sure you uh, mark it on the calendar whenever we announce the dates for next year. And uh, you can be assured of good time. So, uh, Robbie, thank you again, my friend. Thank you all for listening. Y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.